up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and you are tuned in to the Friend in Your Head podcast, formerly known as the Coach Vaughn podcast. Now, yes, it has a new name, but it's still the same hard-hitting, heart-to-heart show with honest discussions about all aspects of life, okay? Love, relationships, all of that. You know how I do. One-on-one, from my mouth to your ears, I'm going to be dishing out practical advice for everyday life so we could get through this crazy journey on this earth together. So are you ready? Are you ready to learn and grow and feel good and laugh and giggle and all of that? All right, well, let's go. One-on-one, baby, let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Friend in Your Head podcast, where I dish out practical advice for everyday life. I'm your favorite host and comedian, and most importantly, your bestie, friend in your head, Vaughn Carlo, aka Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Vaughn Carlo across all social media platforms. Hashtag Coach Vaughn whenever you're talking about anything that has to do with this podcast. Or if you have a question for me that you want on the Ask Coach Vaughn segment. Shout out to all my supporters who have uh, start. Uh, blah, 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 blah who are contributing monthly to the podcast with their coins, their listening, their downloading, their uh, five stars, their reviews. Please do go to uh, iTunes or wherever you're listening. And if you can leave a written review and those five stars, that would be awesome. That would be a really lovely Christmas present for me. And you know what else will be a great Christmas present for me? Get my comedy mixtape, A Draggable Offense. Comedy mixtape volume one. It was just released um, this past Friday, December 11th. And you guys have, you know, there were a lot of pre- orders and pre-saves for the people who listen by way of streaming. I want to thank you. Thank you so, so much for... Uh, supporting me right out the gate. Let's keep the momentum going. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I know people, you know, Christmas is coming up and we're looking for gift giving. Please feel free to uh, give a virtual stocking stuffer to one of your friends, someone that needs a giggle. Uh, Give them a draggable offense comedy mixtape for Christmas. It's a lovely gift. Come on. I know, you know, comedy is subjective or whatever, uh, but, you know, if you've listened to it, I think you know it's funny, right? You got all the giggles in, I'm pretty sure. And it's not just an album that makes you laugh. It takes you on a journey. Hopefully you are listening to the album from beginning to end and not skipping around because I really did produce the album in a throwback feel. Like I'm from that, you know, the hip hop era and that whole world and mixtapes and and back in the day where full albums meant something as opposed to just individual tracks. So yes, the individual tracks are important. They're going to be played on Sirius XM on the Kevin Hart Laugh Out Loud radio station, as well as the She's So Funny station. But if you are looking for an entire project to enjoy, please, by all means, listen to it from beginning to end, just like you would an album from like back in the day, especially like the 80s and early 90s, where they were still doing interludes and little skits and stuff in between the songs. Well, 
I'm not doing uh, skits, but my interludes are like a behind the scenes, kind of behind the bit narration of the tracks. So it gives you some context and additional content uh, in between the giggles. So by all means, do that. Gift it to someone for Christmas. And thank you for keeping the momentum going on my album and my comedy and the support that you are all giving me on uh, my social media and liking and watching my videos and everything you know you guys know what it is and I, I just like always saying in the beginning and the end of this podcast how much I appreciate you because uh, truly without your support what will I have it'll just be me pretty much talking into this mic at myself like so thank you for being my friend right up top anyway um This week is going to be a little different. Uh, Sorry, that was my phone. I was putting it on silent, making sure I don't have any accidents like I sometimes sometimes have on the podcast where I forget to turn the ringer off. But this week is going to be a a little different. I'm going to I'm still going to do the Ask Coach Vaughn segment because someone had reached out in the DMs with a pretty good question. Originally, I wasn't because I was going to do this as like a like a bonus different kind of episode and go off format a little bit because I if you follow me on Instagram and you pop into my lives excuse me in the middle of the night if you see me go live in the middle of the night it probably has something to do with my loud ass neighbor okay so it's becoming a thing I live in New York City I pay a lot of money in rent but it still feels like throwback to growing up in the projects like the walls are thin my neighbor is loud and and, and very gossipy I'm he's I'm sure he's a good person people on my live are like why don't you just knock on the walls or go knock on the door or call the police yell at them and I'm like no I'm gonna go on live and vent you know, if you if, if you listen to my lives during that time, just a lot of cussing and carrying on, but I'm just venting. He seems like a good person. He seems like someone that in real life, he would he's my type of person that I would be friends with, you know, and I don't know his living situation. I've never been in his apartment. Maybe he lives in a studio and it's just that one room. So he does everything in that one room, you know, so it's whatever. I'll pop on live and I'll start venting and complaining about my next door neighbor that the walls are so thin. I swear he's my roommate and I feel like he needs to be paying half my damn rent. But I digress. The bottom line is I'm not going to bang on the walls, but it is certainly becoming a a thing uh, (laughs) that if you see me go on live in the middle of the night, it is probably about my roommate. And this particular episode of the podcast, I am the reason I call it I'm calling it a bonus episode is because I want like I said, I wanted to go off format and bring some of my podcast listeners who don't follow me on Instagram or maybe missed the IG lives. Um, I wanted to bring you into this particular moment because one of my I'm cussing and carrying on and venting moments actually turned into a beautiful moment because my old college roommate, Nakia Thompson, a.k.a. Mookie, I call her we call her Mookie. That's her nickname. She popped into my live and I just started having this whole discussion about um, radio and my history of 
writing and process of writing and and kind of like the foundation of who I am and the things that I do today and my college roommate was such a huge part of it and I was it was it turned into a beautiful moment for me because I was able to give her her flowers in that moment because when I met my roommate and I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. I'm going to the second half of the half of the podcast today is going to be me just I pulled the audio from that IG live moment and I'm just going to let it play out for you guys. So it starts off a little slow, of course, because it's at first it's kind of quiet and I'm just letting the people hear, you know, my neighbor in a, you know, through the walls. And then I start complaining and cussing and then uh it the momentum of it picks up later so be patient through the podcast today just let it uh as my uh best friend and sister (laughs) autumn would say let the beat build okay let the beat build bitch so (laughs) so let the beat build in the second half of the podcast today it starts off a little slow you just have to imagine how ig lives go and but the momentum picks up a little bit later when I start, you know, having that moment that that throwback in my mind moment from college and and doing radio with Mookie and just finding my way and confidence through so many different moments of my early early college days in in transitioning into moving into New York at some point and what what I'm doing today and how I was just reflecting on all those moments. And again, I'm not going to spoiler alert the situation. All right. Listen to the second half of the podcast today and listen to me give my old roommate her flowers on how she inspired me uh, and and gave me a bit of confidence in those days when we were bouncing around and doing what we were doing in our youthful days of college. And I don't know that she's ever, I've never expressed that to her. So I know she didn't know, um, at least she didn't know verbally out loud from me, how much she inspired me in those early days. So I thought that was so beautiful of a moment that I wanted to share that in this episode. So I am going to bounce out right now. I'm going to um, I'm going to plug in the Ask Coach Vaughn segment, and then when I come back, it's going to be um, the IG Live moment. I'll play the music into it a little bit. I think if it works. If you don't hear the music uh, intro coming in, that is because maybe it didn't work, and I want you to you know hear it from the beginning when I logged onto IG Live and and you know my neighbor and his gossipy ass conversation. It's it's rumbling through the walls. You can't really hear exactly. I don't think you can like hear exactly what the conversation is, but whatever the exact conversation is, isn't the point. The point is my frustration and venting turned into a beautiful moment and I hope you enjoy it. All right. So again, I'm going to bounce out and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. All right. All right. I'll see you in a minute. It is time to ask Coach Vaughn. Hey. 
Okay, so this week's Ask Coach Vaughn segment comes from my DMs again. You guys have to start calling in. I like hearing your voices, but I don't mind the questions in the DMs either. I'm actually getting quite used to it. And this week, this one comes in regard to one of the Instagram posts I did with my morning hair hat. It's actually a bonnet, but I call it a hair hat for whatever reason. They're easy to find on my Instagram if you use the hashtag hair hat solutions or if you uh, go to my Instagram and just like scroll through and look for me in a blue bonnet. It's like my first thought in the morning kind of thing. I do it sporadically. But most recently, I did a post about time and it really connected to uh, my podcast that week that had to do with time. And if you guys listen to the podcast, or if you saw that post, then you know what I'm talking about. Essentially, the it was about uh, focused time, and understanding that a person in a relationship, any type of relationship, but this person from the DMs is coming from a romantic relationship point of view. So I'll say that up front. Um, and my post was about being careful with how you spend your time with someone and if they are truly invested in spending a focused amount of time with you because time is something that we never get back right and you could be with someone who is spending a lot of time with you but if it's not a focused time, then they're they're just passing time and they're really not looking to grow with you. So, you know, myself as an example, I w- in terms of romantic relationships, I ended up in a situation where you're talking a few years together with someone and just realizing, you know what, this person doesn't really even connect with me or understand the basic ABCs, one, two, threes of who I am. How is that possible? We spend so much time together. Well, the reason that's possible is because in the end, I realized he was not spending a focused amount of time with me. He was just passing time with me and enjoying my company and stuff. And that's fine if um, you both mutually agree to that type of relationship. However, I was led to believe that this person desired something deeper and more meaningful and long term, uh, but that just didn't end up being the case because, you know. Anyway, off of me, I say all of that to preface this person's comment because I have a lot to say about it in regards. So let me read it off to you. It says, uh, I really love your post this morning and I wanted to ask, how do you tell the woman who is allowing herself to be in that predicament, uh, how, how do you tell that woman, I guess what he's saying is how do you tell the woman that she's allowing herself to be in this predicament? I have one now and she's good to me, but I know it's not fair to her in the end because I'll be gone. So this gentleman, and I say that loosely right now, sir, is asking me, How do you tell the woman, hey, I'm playing you, all right? I'm not really spending the time with you like you think I am. I'm using you, essentially. I'm using you for your time, uh, the the enjoyment that I have with you, uh, just hanging out or watching a movie, Netflix and chilling, your WAP, you know, slotting up in that juicy juice, that good, good, you know? 
uh, all of what she is bringing to the table, you're using her. And you're asking me, how do you tell her that you're using her? How about this? Just stop using her. Be honest with her. Be completely honest with her because if you are being completely honest with her, then she wouldn't have herself in that predicament because she would have a clear vision of what you want from her. So it's men and women alike have to stop getting into relationships and just lying their way through getting what they want out of a person and or omitting or not telling the full story or just telling the other person what they think they want to hear so that they can get sex from them or whatever they want from them. But if you know that in the end, you're going to be gone, but you're absorbing all of her time, all of her juicy good good, all of her whatever she does for you, whether it's cooking for you or or making you laugh when you watch movies or scratching your beard or rubbing your toes. I don't know what you do for this woman. But apparently, you enjoy what she's bringing to the table and you know you're not going to reciprocate it back. So actually, sir, it's your job as a man to cut that off. Grow up and be more mature and kind as a spirit and a human being to not put another person out in this world in jeopardy with their heart because what what you're doing is you're going to cause damage to someone's emotional well-being heart and soul all because you wanted to be greedy and use her for what she got but not truly reciprocate back what it sounds like she wants now if you have a real heart to heart with her and a true conversation and she's like oh I don't want anything long-term with you. I'm just passing time too, dude. Then look, match me in heaven. Y'all keep doing y'all. But it sounds like to me, you know she probably wants more and in, and that you don't. And eventually, you're going to throw up the deuces on her. And there's going to be yet another woman out there saying men ain't shit. So um, it's your responsibility, sir. 110,000% your responsibility to say, hey, it is wrong of me as a man and as a person to take advantage of this woman and what she brings to the table. It ain't for you, sir. If you are not planning to be with this woman long-term and that's what she wants and she's presenting all of her goodness to you for long-term possibilities and you're leading her on, you're wrong and you have the power to stop it. You don't have to tell her that she's in that predicament Uh, if well no you do have to tell her she's in that predicament actually but she would already know she was in that predicament predicament if you were honest from the jump so it's definitely time for you to step up and be a man and be honest with her and let her know that um, you don't see a long-term future with her and do it gently do it kindly and gently and stop lying to her and stop lying to women and stop because if you lie to women that means you lie in general you're a liar Um, So you probably lie to get your way in business. You lie, you probably lie to your friends. You probably lie to your mama. So how about taking a look within, get your soul together, work on um, becoming a better person in general, 
before you get into another relationship where you're using someone, be it an intimate relationship with a woman or a friendship, a business deal or whatnot. That's that's what I have to say about that. All love and light. And I, I hope that you take that with no um, judgment from my voice, no uh, hate or malice or or I'm or um, how can I say it? I'm not coming down on you. This is all just truth serum. You know what I mean? So just take it for what it is and absorb it and be a better person. Be a better man. Grow up <laughs> and enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Friend in Your Head podcast. I'm going to go ahead and get right in to the IG live stuff that I told you I was going to do, but I do feel like it needed a little bit of a welcome back intro just so we could keep it in format. I know it's a bonus episode, but I'm kind of anal. Um, I finally got a really good flow, I think, with the format of the show. So I'm trying to keep it in there, even though this is kind of a bonus episode. Um, so listen to the IG live. Like I said, uh, let the beat build, bitch. Okay. It starts out uh, a little slow. It's going to come in. It's going to be very quiet and you're going to hear basically what sounds like muffled far away talking that is the loud ass room not roommate see I feel like he's my roommate because he's so loud he owes me half my rent he is not I don't have a roommate I live next door to this person I live alone and this person is my neighbor but the walls are so thin so I'm gonna stop here I'm gonna let you guys enjoy me giving um the bonus flowers to my uh old roommate so it goes from a new roommate not roommate to a flashback to a real college roommate and uh, many hugs shout out Mookie uh, and anybody in my life who has influenced me in any type of way in this business uh, this bonus episode is for you I'm back, y'all. I'm still in the bed. Lights are still out. This dude. Do y'all hear him this time? Do you hear how loud he is? Do y'all hear that? He is so loud. This pandemic got to be over and people got to get their nine to fives back because this dude is always loud. It's 2.30 in the morning. Why is he still up? See, it wasn't like that before the pandemic because he got a regular nine to five job. The only person that was up in my building for the most part is me, because I'm a comic. I just be getting a house at this time, really. I usually don't hear a peep from my next door neighbor until 7, 8 o'clock in the morning when he getting ready for work. Now this dude is up all night gossiping on a damn phone. Like, uh, what's her name from it in Living Color? 
Ken Wayne's character looking out the window, Miss Wanda or whatever, gossiping and shit. I want him to shut the fuck up so bad. Now I'm cursing. I, I'm I'm I try I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. Listen, I've been trying to go to sleep. I got I popped on live in the dark like an hour ago or something. Now listen, he's still listen, listen. Do y'all hear that? I'm about to go out and figure out which apartment is next to mine and knock on this dude's door like, can you shut your bitch ass up? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, but you ain't heard that from me. That's exactly. He's so loud and gossipy. He's not drunk. He's not drunk. I I get I know the cadence of his voice. I don't know why he's up yelling. He is on the phone. And this is what I'm saying. This pandemic got to end and people got to get back to their regular nine to five jobs. Ain't nobody should be up at this time except comedians, musicians, creative people doing creative shit. Gossiping is not for 2.30 in a goddamn morning. Damn. I'm just saying, stall him out, Depot, stall him out. <laughs> oh, my God. And I I got in a bed. I, I was like, you know what? I've been on Clubhouse all day, all weekend. I got, I got my work done today. I got everything done today. I was like, let me go to bed at a decent hour. And a decent hour for me is 1.32 a.m. This next door motherfucker been on the phone the whole freaking time. I'm laying here in the dark. I, I'm not getting up to turn on the light. It's going to hurt my eyes. So I'm sorry if y'all just popping in and all you hear is my slightly manly voice in the middle of the night. Don't be creeped out. It's just me. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah, you ain't heard that from me. That's exactly what he said. Loud ass. I wonder if he could hear me talking shit. I hope not. I don't want to be rude, but I'm about to go figure out which apartment is next door to mine and knock on the door and to ask him if he could kindly shut the fuck up. Macho man, Randy Savage. <laughs> I got to get up early? No. I have my, I make my own schedule. I don't, unless I have a shoot or something. But that doesn't mean that I'm willy-nilly with, you know, trying to get sleep. It's an Instagram podcast, basically. Yeah, let me. But hey, you know what? As a matter of fact, hey, everybody, welcome to the Friend in Your Head podcast. I'm your favorite host and favorite comedian, Vaughn DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn. And Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Vaughn DiCarlo and TikTok. <laughs> I'm just going to do the podcast. <laughs> uh. Motherfucker gonna ask you for an autograph. He might as well. I'm gonna sign the wall. I'm gonna just sign the wall. Here you go. 
Thanks, sis. I'm going to call him sis because he too gossipy to be a man. I'm calling him sis from now on. Sometimes you got to be rude. No, Cal. I'm a nice person. I say shut the fuck up with a smile. <laughs> Finna sit down and ask me to talk. I might as well. The delivery of what? Um, I wonder, as a matter of fact, for my podcast, he hasn't, he, nobody's called in and asked their Coach Vaughn questions. So I just been reading uh, DM questions and stuff. But I wish somebody would call in. You know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna, Since he on the phone, I'm going to take his conversation and I'm going to assume that it's an Ask Coach Vaughn question. And I'm going to just put the shit on my podcast like, <laughs> and just answer the questions. Mm-mm-mm. Shut the fuck up with a smile was a good one. Mm-hmm. Have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up, okay? Um... Oh, now he's singing. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to start singing with him. He's singing Whitney Houston. To be. And so I learned to depend on me. Your turn. Take the next verse, bro. Never to walk in anyone's shadows. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I will live as I believe. He stopped. Why you stop? Yeah, it's your turn. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Running to me. Go ahead. Let's do it. Greatest. Do y'all hear him? Well, we both know we can't hit the next note. The greatest love of all is easy to achieve. Somebody said Randy Watson, sexual chocolate. <laughs> Somebody said it. I'm sexual child. Okay. Coke might be the problem. No, he's not high. He's a singer. He he does sing. But he has a regular nine to five because I used to hear him every morning getting up, getting ready for work. And whoever he's gossipy with, that's who he talks to in the morning. And then he sings. So you know what? Maybe, excuse me, maybe he got a shift change or something. This brother singing over a woman on the phone like Carl Thomas or something. No, I don't think. I believe the the person he's talking to is a woman, but he's not talking to her like how men talk to women that he's romantically interested in. He's talking to her like, hey, sis, you know, he's he's very, hey, sis, girl, let me tell you, you know.
Now he kikiing and laughing again. Maybe it's one of his choir church members. Oh, he just said, I'm not going to talk about my girl. I love her. Why would I do that? Oh, he talking about Mary J. Blige. I thought he was talking about his girlfriend. He said, I love Mary J. <laughs> I know y'all can hear that, right? <laughs> Look, Lorenzo, don't <laughs> chill. <laughs> Cal, I do this all the time. People who follow follow me my live when I pop on in my live sometimes, he, because he's so loud, right? I live by myself, but the walls are thin where I live, apparently, because my next door neighbor is, it feels like he's my roommate. I'm going to ask this nigga for half the rent soon because I feel like we live in the same apartment. That's how it be. Y'all hear that? There's no reason why I should hear his whole conversation that clear or at all. I feel like I live in the projects. And this is New York. This is New York. I pay so much in rent, and it's like I live in the fucking projects. This is not 1995, bro. I moved out the projects a long fucking time ago. Why am I dealing with this? He don't need singing lessons. I was the one who needed the singing lessons, honestly. He could sing his ass off. I actually quite enjoy when he sings in the morning, but not 3 o'clock in the morning. When he get up and get ready for his 9 to 5 job, and it be like 8 o'clock in the morning, and he wake me up with his little vocal trills and shit. He be sounding real church. Like, he, he, he from where I'm from. You know, we must have went to the same church back in the day. But he got to shut the fuck up at 3 a.m. And mind you, I be up till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, too. But I'm a comic. This is what time I get in the house. And I don't be loud, you know. I'm just trying to go to sleep at a decent time every once in a while since we on COVID lockdown uh, part two. No, he ain't singing for me, true prince. You must just got in the room. I'm not going to. Somebody explain it to him. Maybe his phone is off and he yelling at somebody across the street. Um, boo, try again. No, nah, that's not it. That wasn't, that wasn't funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, he said something about 30,000 in a month. He must owe back taxes. No, I'm not going to beat on a wall. I'm talking shit to y'all. And maybe this is how I get the negative thoughts out. But honestly, 
I wouldn't want to bang on a wall and make him feel bad or embarrass him. But I am going to talk shit um, and get out my little frustrations with y'all on my live. But, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to be rude to him. That's he pay rent in this projects just like the rest of us. <laughs> he could do whatever he want in his house, you know. How you get your room this dark? Um, I don't know. I turn out the light. Shit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd rather he start singing again than all this gossipy ass talking. If you can hear him, he can hear you. I bought. That's why you. When he starts singing, I do the intro. But, hey, Mookie, what the fuck did you walk into? So okay, y'all. My college roommate is in the building. Give it up for Nakia Maria Conchita, aka Mookie. So anyway, um, basically, I'm trying to get some sleep. And every once in a while, I pop on live because my next door neighbor, these walls are so thin. My next door neighbor, I can hear all his conversations. And he's also, um, he really, he's he's a really good singer. Like he has a nice voice and he'd be practicing and it does sound good. But I was saying that um, we need to get this pandemic back in order and get people's lives back on track because he's a regular nine to five worker. So I usually don't have to deal with his loud ass gossipy ass conversations at 3 a.m. and his singing. It's usually, you know, he he usually start around 730, 8 o'clock. You could tell he's getting ready for work. He'll do his vocal exercises, sing a couple of church songs. I'd be into it. And then, you know, he'll get on the phone and be real gossipy and shit. And then he leaves, and then I don't hear a peep from him until the whole next morning. But now with COVID, he's so random and so loud and gossipy at 3 a.m. and shit. And you just missed it, but he starts singing Greatest Love of All. Mookie, I start singing a duet with this motherfucker. I was like, we singing? That's what we doing? The greatest love. And neither one of us could hit the high note. So that's where we at. Is everybody caught up? Y'all hear that? Y'all hear him? Y'all hear this shit? Oh, he cussing now. He's like, I'm sick of this broke ass shit. So now he's frustrated about money. I told y'all he's he's having a hard time. He don't have his regular nine to five. I could tell because you up at 3 a.m. singing and shit and gossiping and shit. He needs to go to hell on the sleep because I'm telling y'all we're going to be up singing.
Um, Mookie, my name. <laughs> she said my neighbor has been fucking the whole pandemic. Let me tell you something. People wilding. I'm sorry it's dark in here, y'all, but I'm not gonna get up and turn on my light. I just don't feel like walking across the room. And at some point, I plan on going to sleep. But nobody should be up at 3 a.m. except creative people and he is a creative person and he sings and he has a really nice voice he be churching for real but at 3 a.m i don't want to hear this shit he been on the phone for an hour and it's real um gossipy i don't need a smart light i'm i it's it's fine the way it is this we was joking earlier this is my um this is my we <laughs> i'm doing a podcast right now i'm going <laughs> Welcome to uh, Friend in Your Head podcast. I'm your favorite host and comedian, uh, Von DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn. And Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Von DiCarlo. Also, follow me on Twitter. I mean, I'm sorry, on TikTok. <laughs> you know I be messing it up. Auntie's on TikTok. Oh, shout out all my youngins. You know, so I'm, we just going to do that. Oh, he y'all can't hear him because he's not talking right now. Basically, he has the person he's on the phone with on speakerphone, and I can hear her. I can't tell what she's saying, but they both need to shut the fuck up. You kicked yourself out of what, Mookie? What delivery? Got me up at three a.m. cussing. <laughs> And singing. Y'all missed it. The, for the people that was in here, I know it's 3 a.m., so a lot of people left. But, um, you know, I do miss doing radio. I've never done night radio. The latest I've done radio, um, my show on the NBA channel on Sirius XM was, it was an evening show, but it wasn't at night. It was like, what time did that show come on? Like 7? But at, at either 6 or 7, I forget. But um, when I was Godfrey's um, host, whenever Godfrey would be gone on the weekends, I would be his fill-in host and on Urban View. And, um, excuse me, he had the power hour in the afternoon. So it would be me, you know, a solo show. You know, Godfrey, you know, he's amazing and dope, one of the best comedians ever to do it. And he could talk. You know, he had a power hour show. It's just him talking. And then... Um, I would fill in for him when he was on the road and stuff. And then it's just me running my mouth, just talking. And then his show moved to a two-hour show. And I believe it was from seven to nine. So that's the latest I've ever done radio. And also, shout out, Mookie, are you still in here? Um, Type something if you're still in here. And by the way, y'all, my album, my comedy album comes out next week. I hope y'all pre-ordered it. If not, please um, go ahead and go to funnyvon.com and make sure you're getting it. But um, oh, my roommate left. Oh, you still in here. So Mookie was the first. I keep calling her Mookie because that's what her name is to me, but she's in here under Nakia Maria Conchita. I don't know why, probably because she just funny as hell, her damn self. And I, I don't know where that, I'm not going to give you a government out, but 
what is a Maria Conchita Maria? I, I don't know. But anyway, make sure y'all get my comedy album that's coming out next week. Funnyvon.com. Uh, help me out and make sure. Yeah, it, it's on title. If you go to the link in my bio or funnyvon.com, um, you'll see where it's available. And yes, all the streaming networks, Tidal, Apple Music, um, Spotify, uh, all of that. Anyway, so I was talking about my time in radio on Sirius XM and stuff. And I've been doing a radio a long time, but the very, very first person I've ever done radio with, shout out Nakia Marita Katita, is um, my college roommate, Mookie. When we were in college, we were at Point Park College in Pittsburgh and we were roommates and we were both journalism majors. I believe she was a journalism major. I know I was, but yeah, she, you were a journalism major, right, Mookie? Um, but we were uh, journalism majors and, you know, writers and all of that. And Mookie funny as hell. I just, I, I attract, you know, I gravitate towards funny people. And we had another roommate that we used to make fun of all the time because she was a virgin. Um, and we're all still cool to this day. God bless the, the life and good friends. It was a lifetime ago, but yes, um, we did radio together. She was the very, very first person. She had a show on our college radio station, and we started writing together doing the hip-hop um, section of the newspaper, and then she invited me to do radio with her, and that was, I mean, it was something that came very natural to me, but she was really good at it. Mookie's a great talker, and um, very funny and all of that. And just a lot of those skills that I developed, um, doing that show and writing for the hip hop section and all of that, you know, informed part of who I am today. And just the fact that I'm able to do radio, um, and all the things that I do today is all part, you, you know, you, it was a lifetime ago, but you are who you are. The core of your being are, is who you are, right? So I spent um, a, a lot of time gaining experiences in different ways. And sometimes you discount your experiences like they're small or you would never, um, this isn't um, a big deal, but all of these experiences help develop you. And I don't discount, and it was a short time. I mean, Mookie, how long were we on the radio? It was your show. So you did it longer than me, but I don't feel like I did it um, for that long. But those those days uh, definitely are still in me. And um, sidebar, y'all, he's quiet now. It seems very, very quiet and still next door. So now I'm loud as fuck talking my, my, my shit. <laughs> uh, so now he's probably like, I wish this bitch would shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, LOL, Pennsylvania life. That's crazy. I played down at Mansfield probably during that time. That's crazy. So Mansfield, Ohio. Let me tell you a little story about my connection to Mansfield, Ohio. I believe you're talking about Mansfield, Ohio, because I don't know about a Mansfield, Pennsylvania. Um, if you are talking about Mansfield, Ohio, that's great. If not, that's fine too. I'm still going to tell the story. So, um, 
I, one of my good friends who was from Mansfield, Ohio, moved to Clareton, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. And her name is Panda. I, I saw her on social media recently. And she also, she listens to my Friend in Your Head podcast and she became a monthly contributor. And that meant so much to me because sometimes you feel like, your hometown people don't support you, you know, like Jesus couldn't heal people in his own town type of thing. Not that I'm Jesus, but just as y'all know what I mean. Uh, but I saw her pop up as a monthly supporter on my podcast and it warms my heart, but she's from Mansfield, Ohio. So we used to go back and forth from Clareton. We would drive on the weekends and drive up to Mansfield, Ohio to where she's from you know, a couple hour drive or whatnot, not too far from, you know, Akron and, you know, different parts of Ohio. Shout out LeBron Jizzy, you know, LeBron James, good people, whatever. I'm saying it like I know him. I don't know him. But anyway, I used to love taking that little road trip because when you're from small town, Pennsylvania, like me, um, leaving your small town is a big deal. Where I'm from, it was a big deal to get on the 46G uh, bus to go downtown into Pittsburgh. So when I was in college with Mookie, living in Pittsburgh, that was like a big deal just to get, just to go 30 minutes outside of where I was from. I grew up in the projects. I grew up, you know, you don't, where I'm from, you don't leave, you know, people don't really leave like that. So, um, unless you got a super extra special skill, like Tyus Boyd, um, if anybody is familiar with him, he's in the NFL. He's from my small town, uh, way younger than me. Uh, he's in the NFL now. He played high school football. My nephew played, you know, on that team. So that that was not so long ago because my nephew was, what, 22, 23, something like that, maybe 26. I don't know. Um, I should know my nephew's age, but y'all get what I'm saying. Um so football is very important in Pittsburgh. Y'all know that. But Clareton, for sure, that's like it's going to be a ticket out of here type thing. But I'm a girl. We ain't have sports for girls like that um, in my school. And I, I was I'm not athletically uh, uh, I don't have any athletic gifts myself, but I love sports because of the town I'm from. And I became, you know, high school, I was a writer for the yearbook and, you know, I, I was a writer for the newspaper and stuff like that. And I would go to the games free because I would, you know, I was working for the yearbook. I took the pictures and all that stuff. So I got to ride on a bus with the cheerleaders and the athletes, the football players and basketball, depending on what season it was. Um, so that's that was my kind of in to the sports world, I got to write about it and and take the pictures and write for the, you know, do develop. I did the yearbook from all four years of my high school, ninth grade through 12th grade during those years. If you have a, if you're from my hometown and you have a yearbook from those years, I did the yearbook. So anyway, me and Panda used to drive back and forth to her hometown in Mansfield, you know, as we got a little bit older, of course. Um, I wasn't doing that shit in high school. We're talking about post-high school stuff, post-college Point Park stuff, because I left Point Park College. I left my journalism scholarship because I I realized that I wanted I wanted to be in the entertainment business. I didn't want to be a journalist. Um, that shit is stressful. I felt like 
they were teaching us and Mookie, yes or no it, but I felt like they were teaching us to um, do news, but with a slant, but they would say it's not with a slant. It was like teaching young journalists to um, do the news, but with a slant, but without making it look like it was a slant. I'm like, y'all wowing. And it. I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm very pro-black and I'm like, I'm not doing this. And besides, I told my high school counselor I wanted to be in the entertainment business and perform and stuff. And she was like, well, you're a writer and you have an offer for this journalism scholarship. You should just take it and be more realistic. If you want to be on TV, um, do television news. So I listened to her. That's how I ended up at Point Park. But I eventually left that scholarship behind and went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. And I got a production degree and learned television and film music production and all of that. And the reason I did that is because I felt like, okay, I want to be a performer. Um, I want to move to New York. I want to be in, in, you know, I want to act, sing. And I was never a dancer. I, I'm not like dance like that, but um, I, I wanted to act, sing, do comedy, all these things. I wanted to perform. And I was told that, you know, I, I should be practical about my dreams. So by the time I've, you know, got enough courage to bounce on the bullshit of, of um, not bullshit. It, it just, it for me, being a reporter and, and writing and being in journalism and television news, it, it would have been hard for me because if anybody is in here that knows me from Mookie on up to just people who listen to my podcast or just know my comedy or have seen me in an interview, I don't really bite my tongue. I don't have that kind of filter. Right. So I'm not going to I'm not going to tell the news with a slant. I'm going to tell the truth. And they really don't want the truth in news. At least that's how I saw it back in the day. So I was like, plus, it's too deep for me. And I got a lot of trauma that I deal with in my life. I need to laugh and make people laugh. That's that's where my heart is. So I left and went and got my production degree, like one day I'm going to be bold enough to move to New York and try and pursue a career in front of the camera. But if I have, um, if I have the knowledge of how to produce things, I already know how to write. Um, I have, you know, a background in writing. I know how to be funny, but now if I know how to produce my own stuff, then you know, I could go to New York with a little bit of confidence and then figure it out from there. And that's what I did. Um, <laughs> Mookie, you make me laugh. She said I, that switch made sense. I never used the damn journalism degree. And you know what? I um, I, I feel you on that. I, I feel like sometimes I didn't use my education. But then when I think about it, I'm like, oh, duh, everything that I do, I've used a piece of it from Point Park to the Art Institute, excuse me, and everywhere in between. Oh, somebody said, where's your neighbor, Vaughn? 
he got a little quiet. So I think now he's probably thinking to himself, I wish she would shut the fuck up so he could get some sleep. But look, right back at you, dude. I'm doing my podcast now. I'm probably going to save this audio and put it up as like a bonus episode or something. This is too funny. Um, it's too funny to to not do that. But anyway, um, so yeah, I did use my education, I must say, in a lot of ways, everything that I do in some type of way, um, I learned or at least had the the foundation of, of learning how to do stuff and knowing that I could do stuff from Point Park, like I said, doing radio with Mookie on our college radio station, you know, on her show and, and, and writing for the newspaper I did in high school, but bringing that into, um, the college newspaper. And honestly, when back then, and I'm still this way, I'm really shy and I have a lot of insecurities and, you know, I, it, I, I don't necessarily always believe in myself right away type of thing. I've gotten better and stronger over the years, but I'm saying that to say my connection with Mookie and her being my roommate, she, she when I met her, I, I really liked her right away, not just because she was funny and, you know, I felt like we had a lot in common, but she has so much confidence and I really admired, admired that in her and I... I gravitated towards her. I was learning from her. I, I lived kind of vicariously through her confidence in being able to sit down and do the radio show with her. And also, um, even though I was already, you know, had some experience writing and everything, I um, still didn't have a lot of confidence coming from that small town. There's a lot of small town insecurity in me, you know, so when I was living just 30 minutes away on campus at Point Park College, 30 minutes away from small town in downtown Pittsburgh, you know, Mookie had all this confidence that I didn't, didn't have. So I was living vicariously through her and learning from her. And I don't know that she really knows that because I've never articulated that, you know, we were so young and I didn't even have the words to articulate it, but I re I don't, I remember the feeling of how I was when I was around her and how much I admired her and was, you know, kind of, you know, she was mentoring me in a way um, without even knowing it and just writing for the the hip hop section of the newspaper and figuring that out. She, she had confidence in doing it. I had abilities, but not necessarily the confidence. So thank you, Mookie, giving you your flowers. You know, if you're still in the room, I hope you're listening. If not, maybe she'll hear it on the podcast or whatnot. Oh, you ain't here. You, you put the hug emoji. Hugs. Oh, yay. Um, all this time you thought I was a native New Yorker. Well, I moved out of uh, Pennsylvania in 96. So... You know, I've been gone a long, long time, but it's it's been a very long transition for me in just building my confidence up and and skills. You know, I, I came out of small town USA with a lot of dreams and, and not a lot of skills for what I wanted to do in front of the camera. But I've been trained, 
you know, in acting and all of this stuff at this point, and I've been doing stand up and in comedy, you know, so, you know, I, you can always learn. You, you never, you're never done developing as an artist, especially as a stand-up comedian. You are absolutely never done. As soon as you're at one level, you're learning at the next level. And that's one of the things I love about stand-up comedy as well. Not just levels, I mean in terms of uh, your material. Every comic starts all over. Like um, every time that it's a new bit, a new idea, that you want to do on stage, you're literally starting all over. And the more experience you have and more time you have in a game, then of course, that's more, um, that's more experience that lends itself to your ability to develop your bits quicker, but it's still a process of constantly starting over and staying creative. And it's absolutely the love of my life. I do enjoy, doing radio. I'm not on Sirius XM anymore. As most of you know, I am um, just doing my podcast and it's a solo podcast. So it's just like this. It's me just talking a stream of thought from my mouth to through your ears and hopefully in your hearts and minds and all of that. But um, even though this started out with me kind of trashing my next door neighbor, AKA roommate, because I swear y'all, these walls are so thin. I, I feel like he need to be paying half this damn rent. But um, even though it started out that way, I, I've enjoyed, um, I done got hype and awake and now I'm up chit chatting and talking and going on and on and on as if it is my podcast. So if, if you've never listened to my podcast, it's sort of like this, where I, I talk and tell stories that relates to a particular topic. Um, and I try to keep it, you know, about life stuff. I'm trying my best to get my podcast in a position where it's not um, so topical, uh, like daily current event stuff, because I want the I want the podcast and the um, episodes to be evergreen. And if people, if anyone is, is in here that doesn't know what it means to be evergreen, it's basically saying, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't get old. So it's not topical. Like if you're talking about, um, like right now, if I start talking about Donald Trump and the Woodward tapes, people are like, oh, that was so uh, several months ago. And this day and age too, something that you talk about yesterday is old the next day. So evergreen is is a topic that can go on forever and be relevant forever. Like if I'm talking about um, like my last episode I did about time and relationships and time is love and 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 all of that. So listen to it. I'm not going to repeat everything because then that'll defeat the purpose of the podcast. But basically, you could talk about time and someone giving you reciprocal time in a relationship or not. Um, you could talk about that forever. And it wasn't just romantic relationships. It was about friendships, too, which are very valuable. And, and people are not only used and, and treated poorly in romantic relationships, but people are also treated poorly in friendships. And they don't, a lot of times people don't really appreciate your value or see your value. And 
you know, we all know that time is money, but time is also love. And you can have someone's time, but it's all about the focused time someone gives you and the attention that they give you on a a deeper fellowship love level. And again, it doesn't have to mean romantic love, but definitely if you're in a romantic relationship and you feel like, hey, I have a lot of this person's time, but I I don't feel understood by them and they don't quite get me. That's because they're not really paying attention to you. They're just, you know, passing time as opposed to spending time. A lot of people do that and don't realize that that's happening and they don't get it. Like, why doesn't this person uh, love me or understand me? It's because they really never gave you the focused time that it takes to um, cultivate a, a strong relationship. And again, not just romantic relationships, but also friendships. So um, yeah, let me read some of the comments. This is dope because I want to do open mics. So this is dope pairing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Do some open mics when when comedy comes back into the world. I don't know if you've ever been on stage before if you're exploring the idea of being a stand-up comedian but as soon as you get on that stage you're gonna know if you're a comic or not so good luck with that um let's see kyle i got my confidence more now from my neighborhood but i was really productive over the people i love okay um how often do i write every day Every day. And writing could be as simple as, um, look, I, I laugh at just about everything. I find something funny in just about everything. That's just how my brain is wired. So if I laugh at something, um, I'm most likely, if it's a small little giggle, at this point in my career, I know if it's something that would be viable for the stage or not, but I will make a note. And either I'll be inspired to write a full bit, like right away, like it'll just hit me and I can't, I have to stop everything I'm doing and just write it out um, or speak it out into a voice recorder. Because sometimes writing things down takes away the organic feel of it. So that if I feel like the writing is taking away that organic feel, I'll just, you know, pop on my voice recorder and just start speaking it out as if I'm on stage. Um But long story short, if I find something funny, I feel like you're going to find it funny. That that's not always true. Obviously, every comic has bombed. But my my comedic instincts are very strong. Nine out of 10 times, my first instincts are right. And I'll um, I'll definitely either write it down, like I said, or voice record it and then test it out. You know, and that is that's just part like comedy is my whole life. I just that it, it's nothing for me. Um, so it's not like when you say I'm writing like I'm working on a, a one woman show. So when I sit down and write for that, it's a different process. And you could get I could get blocked. I could get frustrated. I could get like, oh, I don't want to do it. But just straight stand up. Um, it's an ongoing everyday process for me. Um, and then as far as my book, when I wrote my book, that was, that was draining the, the year and change it took me to write my book. I literally, I don't think I did anything else that year. Um, and when I say nothing else, I mean nothing else full with full-time focus, 
we're always doing multiple things and multitasking and, and figuring out, you know, different avenues in this business and multiple streams of income and real estate, stock market, blah, all these different things, right? That's always swirling around. But when I was writing my book, it was literally just like I had to full-time focus on that. That was draining. Um, I didn't have a ghostwriter. If you read the book, it that's me. I had a uh, the only editor I had was like a what they call a copy editor, which is somebody that just comes in and makes sure all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted, meaning you use the right grammar. There's no misspelling, stuff like that. But as far as writing um, and the flow of the book and the stories and all of that, that was all me. So it, it was and it, it was it's a memoir. So it's, it's, a uh, it was draining. It was reliving a lot of stories and all of that. So writing a book, I don't know if it's necessarily something I, I would ever want to do again. I did that, um, for legacy purposes and something that was asked of me to do before, um, my fiance's passing many, many, many years ago. So it, it, it wasn't necessarily something for me as it much as it was for legacy but anyway um moving forward with um with you know coming back to current day um how many times do i feel like i need to rewrite jokes someone just asked um well it depends like i said my first instincts are pretty good so usually the first way i do it is the right way to do it but then I start fiddling with it and then it starts to bomb a little bit here and there. And but I still take those bomb moments because I have to see, you know, try it this way, try it that way, add this, add that, trim this, trim that. And sometimes you go through the process and you find out it it doesn't work as well in any other form except the exact first way you did it. So you go back and you go, okay, this is what it is. And then sometimes you start reworking it and it gets so layered and it starts taking a life form of its own. Like on my comedy album that's coming out next week, I, I have it pinned on top of drab a draggable offense, comedy mixtape volume, volume one, um, funnyvon.com uh, to pre-order it and pre-save uh, it. There's a bit on there. It's called Death is Hard to Laugh at. It's one of the hardest bits I've ever written. And it took so long to get it into a place that I felt like it was ready to go and ready to share. Um, when you listen to the album, don't just listen to the bits. I do narration in between the bits, like a behind the scenes, kind of behind the bit thing. So you'll get these stories behind the comedy. And, you know, it's a mixtape. It's not one hour straight through. And I hope that, you know, it's it's very well received. And you guys let me know. I'll do another live. And and after you guys listen to it, let me know how you feel about it. But that bit, getting back to the question of rewriting, um, that bit took me years to get into the place it's in that you'll hear on the album years. And and it it was so hard for me to work on um not because of how close it was 
to my personal life because all of my material is that close to home. And trust and believe, if you hear me do a bit on stage, that means I have already processed it personally. I don't abuse the audience as my therapy. I don't believe in doing that. I I work stuff out in my life personally. So before it hits the stage and I'm able to bring something funny out of it, I've worked it out mentally first, if that makes any sense. Phil from Chico just entered the building. What's up? Uh, I'm good. He said, you good, Miss Vaughn? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was in here. Um, my neighbor, I got thin walls, you know, so I was in here talking about my neighbor and being able to hear his whole conversation and, and singing and stuff. And then it ended up a whole conversation that I'm probably going to strip the audio from from and use on my podcast. But I hope you're well, too. Um, Phil from Chico is a comedian that was a New York based comedian, but he moved a while ago pre-COVID. Um, very funny comedian. And um, I was talking about my bit on my album, Death is Hard to Laugh At. Chico probably seen me working this bit out in the early times over at the Lantern and Pear and stuff. I, I was working that bit out. And all these bits that's on the album, I, I worked out for a while. But we were just talking about bits that are difficult to work on. And that's one of them. And I'm so proud of that bit. And it it's last on the album. And again, you get the stories, you get the narration, the behind the bits, chit chat on the album. The the album's going to be on two Sirius XM stations, the Kevin Hart Laugh Out Loud radio station, Channel 96, I believe it is. And also the She's So Funny station, Channel, ooh, I forget, seven something, but you can look it up. But anyway, the... These are stations that plays bits, so it'll be mixed in with other comics. It's not like they're going to play the whole album, but the bits will be on there. But I want people to listen to the whole album beginning to end, you know, so you get the whole story and all the bits. But I think I'm going to wrap it up. I've I've done enough talking. If anybody has any more questions, shoot them out before I go. I'll give you a minute. And then I'm going to try and get some sleep because now it's three, almost 3.30 a.m. And it's super quiet next door. So y'all think I should keep talking because I know he's like, girl, I do not want to hear your uh, <laughs> TED Talk podcast talk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he hates me now, I'm sure. Y'all, oh, oh, maybe I should start singing The Greatest Love of All again. Should I, should I go out with singing The Greatest Love of All? What y'all think? I believe the children are future. <laughs> you know what? He gonna, he going to start banging on the wall soon. Like somebody earlier suggested that I start banging on the wall to make him be quiet. <laughs> he going to start banging on my wall. Uh, the album release date is this coming Friday, December 11th. But if you go to the link in my bio, which is funnyvonvon.com, if you pre-order it or pre-save it right now, you won't have to remember the release date because it's, it'll download to your device or whatever 
on its own. That's what the pre-save and the pre-download is. And I would appreciate if you guys did that because then on December 11th, when it's released, I'll have these huge numbers of it just automatically downloading. So, you know, support your favorite artists. Definitely at this time, I definitely need all the support I could get. Don't take for granted like, oh, she got X amount of followers, so she has support. Nah, that doesn't always translate into people actually pressing a button and supporting you, you know, so please do do that. I will absolutely appreciate it with all my heart. Um, this project is something for me to be proud of. It's something for me um, and and people who know me and my history and my journey in this business um, on and off stage, on and off radio on and off the court as if you will i've i've poured a lot into others and and i feel like now is my time you know to give myself the proper chance that i i wanted to give myself in the early 2000s when i started bouncing around in new york so i can't do it alone you guys supporting me means a lot and um just before I go, let me read a couple of more. Vaughn, you're speaking in a normal tone. He talks in a full outside voice. He really does, Shane 312. Oh my God. He, you're right. He is loud as hell. But you know what? I be loud as hell too. And this is one thing, and I'll, I'll definitely close on this because I, I do like to put, you know, love in the air. The reason I'm not really mad at him and I just get on here and talk talk shit and vent a little bit and why I wouldn't dig into him is because we all are annoying as hell to somebody at some point. And what kills me about people is we act like we're not the one that ever made a mistake before, right? It's like people who drive in and have road rage against each other is wild to me. It's like you never made a mistake and and got into a turning lane too early or you never you never sat at a red light too long why are you mad at each other like you've you've made mistakes before too or yelling at pedestrians or pedestrians yelling at people driving it's like dude you were a pedestrian five minutes ago before you got in your car and vice versa you were a driver five minutes ago before you were a pedestrian. So why are you mad at the pedestrian that crossed the street a little too soon? Like you never did that shit. And and it, to me, it'd be those people in those cars. They'll be the first people, um, the someone who's yelling at somebody who crossed the street too soon or something, or they were looking at the phone or whatever, and they made a mistake the the person yelling at that person is the same person as soon as they park their car and get out the car they'd be standing in the middle of the damn street in a red light and that's new york talk because i know in la they get jaywalking tickets and stuff like that but you get my point anyway um let me go ahead and do it like the podcast and say thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. Uh, go to Coach Vaughn. I'm sorry. Well, CoachVaughn.com still exists. I got every domain under the sun. A DraggableOffense.com, FunnyVaughn.com, VaughnDiCarlo.com, VaughnDiCarloBrown.com, uh, FriendOfYourHead.com. You name a domain, I got it. I, I buy all my shit. I keep my business 
clear, okay? But the easiest one to remember is funnyvonvon.com for links that is everything me. I appreciate you guys listening to me. Uh, thank you for being my friend. Coach Vaughn out. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Friend in Your Head podcast. I hope it helped you because it sure helped me. And if you need more personal one-on-one time with me, all you have to do is go to coachvon.com and click on Ask Coach Vaughn one-on-one, and then you'll have me all to yourself. Don't forget to follow me across all social media platforms at Vaughn DiCarlo. Go to coachvon.com for links to everything, including my stand-up comedy. Catch me in your town when you can. Until next time, see ya.